Hi, and welcome to another episode of Up Next. As per usual, this is your host, Ali Murtadam. And today we have a very, very special episode for you because my guest is none other than Farida Salim, the CEO and founder of Empower Football Academy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So, hi, Farida, and welcome on Up Next. Hi, Ali. How's it going? All good? Hey. All good. It's absolutely amazing. It's even better now that you're on the podcast and oh. we're talking about <laughs> all the you. stuff that you do. I honestly, Appreciate like I was telling you before we start recording, I love what you do. So enough talking from my side. I want to give you a chance to tell us more about it and about yourself as well. So I pass along the virtual mic to you. Awesome. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Farida Salem. I'm the founder and CEO of Empower Football Academy. Uh, Empower Football Academy is part of a, a, a women's uh, sports company called Empower Sports. Uh, our vision and mission obviously is to empower women through sport and physical activity. Uh, and to do so, we need, of course, to build more female role models uh, in Egypt and hopefully the Middle East. Uh, and we want to inspire the next generation of female athletes uh, in the region. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. And before, so usually how I like to start is by thinking back to the very, very beginning. But before we start talking about the academy or Empower as the company, let's talk about mm-hmm. your journey with football itself. How did it all start for you? Uh, it all started uh, by playing on a boys team. There weren't any, at the time, to my knowledge, there weren't any girls teams. Um So I played pretty much every other sport that you can imagine. And then when it came to football, uh, it was sort of a passion. Uh, it was it was a little, a little bit different for everyone, Taman, because you know, no, none of the girls played uh, football. So I gave it a try. And, um, and, and one thing led to another. And the guys actually found it very cool. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's train the girl how to play football. <laughs> little did they know you became the coach. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, but I think it was uh, it was that like spark uh, initially that uh, the first day on the field that I just fell in love with the game and how how much of a challenge it was to go up against the boys and like try to prove myself and like make sure that everybody around me knows that like, I she can play that uh, let, let's uh, allow her to play and yeah, Damon whenever I'd walk by a field in the club or Haga and I say like hey hey guys can I play and everyone's like. They're hesitant at first. They're like, mm, we don't know. Can you play? <laughs> But I think that that really built into uh, something more competitive, something bigger than me. So that I, I fell in love with that challenge, that aspect of it. And then one thing led to another. And here we are. Here we are. And speaking of here we are, let's talk about Empower Football Academy. So how did Farida, the footballer, become Farida, the entrepreneur, and Farida, the founder and CEO of Empower Football Academy? Uh, that to me is still a big, a major question mark. <laughs> I think now that I mean, now that I'm sitting where I'm sitting, it's it's such an honor and a pleasure to to, to be doing what I love every single day. I just I didn't imagine that that was possible. And back in school, I tell my teachers when they ask me what you want to do with the rest of your life, I'd say, I want to be a football player. And they're like, yeah, sure. But like, what do you want to study? What are you going to study in school? Like, what's your major going to be? I said, major football. It's, it's still it's so ingrained in my head. Like, I'm going to be a football player. Um, so I think just that, that following my passion for that, 
I started seeing opportunities. يعني, I, got, I, I first became a coach when I got injured because I couldn't compete as a player. So my, my teacher, my PE teacher and school, she said, okay, why don't you help me coach the JV team and the middle school team? I'm like, actually, that's not a bad idea. Okay, of course, I'll help. I want to be around the field as much as I possibly can, right? Um, and then so I, when I recovered from my injury, I played for a little bit and then I got injured again. But I had another opportunity for one more season to be an assistant coach. And that's when I started seeing the field with new eyes. And that's when I started seeing the burden of the sport itself for girls and for women. Like I've been, you know, it was, it was a, a little bit of a wake up call, seeing things from outside the field, like stepping out and looking at the sport as, as you know, objectively as possible. And then realizing that there's so much to do, right? There's so many things that need to be changed. There's so many things, so, so much room for growth. Um, so as I kept growing up, I saw more and more challenges and more and more things to change. And I just took it upon myself, like wherever I go in the world, I'm going to come back and I'm going to make some change because things need to change and need to move forward. Um, and so as I grew up more and more, I, the promise became bigger and it just became a, a career. That's amazing because, you know, I love that you saw that there's something wrong and you acted on it instantly, right? You, you've made it, like you started your own thing and by doing so, you're empowering not just yourself and the team around you, but literally anyone that wants to join, you're giving them a space. Like, you know, you're saying girls, as a girl, when you would walk up to boys and be like, hey, can I play? It's not the same as them. Another guy just yeah. walking in. But then, you know, when you give a platform to other girls as well, then it just, it, it I mean, it's sad that I say normalizes it, even though that like sports, in my yeah. opinion, should be yeah. like the most inclusive thing ever. You literally exactly. don't need anything to be like, uh, you know, like someone that does sports or an athlete. You just get a football, yeah. go and kick a ball. It's as simple as that. There are no gender exactly. requirements, nothing like that. Yeah. It saddens me sometimes to receive messages such as, Uh, I'm this and this weight. Am I okay to play? Or I'm uh, this is uh, what I study. Is it okay to play? Yes. The answer should always be yes. <laughs> like there's no, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be allowed to play. That's what you what don't I need to major like. in football. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to be crazy <laughs> like me. <laughs> so you know, we we spoke about the beginnings and things like that, and especially entering. in kind of a market per se where it's not really normalized or it's not everyone is doing it around you. So how was it like yeah. for you to start up with the idea of having it just for girls and having an academy for girls to play football? Was it, you know, yeah. well-received? Was there a bit of people kind of asking what are you doing or why you're doing it? It's a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, there were many people who supported the idea, loved it, and they said that we need this. We really, really need something like this. Uh, over here but then there's others who were skeptical at first who were like Tab, um, are you like do you intend to have this business actually succeed and make money because if so you need to introduce a voice program and was, like that's just beyond me again I, I don't understand <laughs> why is this a must um, and so so there was there was obviously some backlash but, but also there was a lot of support um, whether it's from family friends clubs um, other entities, I mean, there's a bit of both, right? Like there's always going to be that one person that says, uh, I believe in you and you, you need to go on and carry that mission forward. And then there's others who are going to join along the way.
Yeah, definitely. You can't be everyone's cup of tea in the end of the day. You know, people, yeah. they want to say whatever they want to say. You're doing your work. You're having a lot of people join you and empowering them. And, you know, they have fun. They get to play their sport. You know, everyone to tell who's the winner there. And yeah. now, you know, I usually like to ask this question. Uh, and the reason I ask it is because, you know, a lot of people, when they start something, they don't really imagine where it's going to go or they like you were just saying like as you sit in your place you can't believe that all this is happening and you know yeah. you're living your dream job so what was your vision when you started uh empower and is it the same like did you want what is happening now to happen or did you not see uh, it coming well honestly like they always say dream big and i read something super cool a couple of days ago they're like reality can never see your dreams because they have to be too big, right? Like reality is going to slap you on the face. And be like what? <laughs> that dream is too big. Uh, so honestly, my dream for Empower is, is huge. Like if I tell you, you'll all think I'm crazy. So uh, I'm still dreaming. Uh, we're still growing. And uh, it's not where I want it to be right now. But I, I tend to be a little bit impatient. And I don't really like pause and look back and see how far we've already gotten but I'm really um, I'm sensing that um, gratefulness and like just being happy where we are especially around this this time of year because we recently just signed a major major deal uh, with Z Sports Club and that to me was a huge um, breakthrough in the sports industry because to have someone like Z Sports Club believe in a message like Empower um, is huge for me and it's huge for Egypt and it's huge for the women in sport business. So I feel like I am truly grateful for where Empower is at right now, but my vision and my plans are way, way bigger than that. I love that, by the way. I absolutely love that, you know, that you're saying your dreams have to be as big as possible. Like nothing should limit them because, you know, let's say like your dream is big as possible. Worst case scenario is you slightly miss off of it and it's still exactly. higher than what you could have realistically aimed for right because being realistic is literally like the dumbest thing you can do because if you just keep doing that you're just gonna you're never gonna move a step forward because realistically nothing should work out for you exactly like nothing makes sense exactly (laughs) i'm like am i dreaming like (laughs) exactly this is why i always believe you gotta be patient and you just gotta put in everything and you never know what life is gonna throw at you yeah 100 percent so I actually now, I, uh, I came up with this question a couple hours ago when I saw one of the posts that you made today. And today is okay. on Tuesday, the day before the, po- the episode is out there of context for people. And okay. the last bit of the caption for that post read, I'm going to read it out. So uh, you, you, you were saying how you always wanted a job that creates fun, yet a competitive environment for girls to play football. And then this is a job that you want. This is a job that can have impact. Even if you can reach one person, you would still choose uncertainty over security any day. It's a major risk, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. First of all, I absolutely love that. But the part that I want to ask you about is impact. So what is impact to you as Farida, the football coach, and as Farida, the founder of a football academy that empowers girls? Impact to me in this specific situation, in general, honestly, they're both the same to me, is someone who is for example eight or nine years old and they look at me and they say oh girls can be coaches too or girls can be the boss of their own company too or girls can girls can girls can this to me is is major impact and I feel like what we we can't I mean you could you can only do what you can see being done already because you already see it and you believe it and you 
you get inspired by doing it. And then, you know, like how we all look up to Ronaldo, Messi and everybody else. <laughs> I mean, sad, sad emoji Messi, but like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we... <laughs> as we speak, he's on the plane to France right now. I know, PSG. I know, but you know Hard what? I'm past it. I mean, good for him. Promising, fruitful career, hopefully to go on more and more. We get to watch him play more years. So that to me is a exactly. big win. I mean, the other, the other option was to quit there and then like, after the the legacy of Barca but like I'm happy he gets to play um so I mean impact is is to me I think that message that like when you walk your own path and then you you look back and you see people looking and they're like oh maybe I can do that too or maybe I can be inspired to do something else like I mean for example one of the girls in the academy she um she she wants she wants to be a shoe designer but then not just a shoe designer she she wants to invent and design her own soccer shoes like she wants Ooh. to because because you know we have we have the boys soccer cleats everywhere and then anywhere around the world when you go to like a, a major store you have find like four four pairs of of women's uh, uh cleats and they're ugly i hate them they're all they're all ugly and i have to get from the youth sizing or the men so when she thought that um, she's like actually i don't want to be a coach but i want to be a shoe designer but i also want to make my own cleats and she's like 10 years old so that to me is like wow I mean, whenever I have these conversations with them, I'm like, yeah, love that. Keep them coming. You can, you can. And then another time in the in Canada, I was coaching a camp and I overheard the little girl telling her mom, oh, look, like she's 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 waving at me because I'm the only female coach in the camp. And then her mom's like, yeah, see, girls can be coaches too. And that to me was like, right? Like mind blowing. Yeah. I, I'm just doing what I love and I'm just here because I wanted to do coaching in my summer, like, it's just something that I love to do. And then look at the impact that I have completely would have missed if I didn't overhear that little girl say that, right? Like that is just, that, that is life-changing. So to me, impact in a job is so important because why else are we, why else are we here if, if it's not to leave something behind or try to change someone's life? 100%. It, it's absolutely insanely important to show that it can be done right it's always amazing to have people like yourself that are up there showing people like hey i did this you can do this it doesn't matter if you're a boy if you're a girl wherever you come from you know if i did it then you can do it too and not just in football but in whatever you want to go into it just shows exactly. that it can be done like so whatever anyone else tells you that no this is a boy sports or whatever it's invalid because farida yep. did it if farida did it, if farida did it, then i can do it as well exactly whatever you want to do i mean if it's right there then go ahead go ahead and do it 100%. And now, you know, on, on to one of my favorite segments, because it's about challenges and mistakes. And right. you have been doing, you have been doing your work with the Academy since 2019, I believe. So yeah. I'm sure you've had your fair, cha- uh, your, you know, your, your fair amount of challenges throughout the year, especially <laughs> with COVID, with everything that's been yeah. happening, and with literally growing as the only player that is doing what you're doing in the market for academies per se. So what are some of the challenges that you faced throughout your journey that kind of defined it in a way? Uh, Well, since you mentioned COVID, I mean, that was one of the biggest challenges that we've faced in the past couple of years. Um, We we were faced with the option of being okay, of going like complete blackout and like closing off all the branches and just like, you know, chilling at home until this whole thing blows blows over but like we decided to to go online so we decided to offer virtual training even though it was very hard mentally and physically on all of us like it was so draining I remember myself pushing myself to get out of the 
uh, of the couch or get out of bed to actually create that video for the girls because I was so mentally drained and physically drained myself. But I, I kept thinking to myself, okay, if we don't step up and like do these online sessions for the girls, then they're going to be in the same place. They're also going to be super down and upset and, you know, they have nothing to do and they're just going to not be physically active, which is not good for their health. So I'm doing this for them. So I would get out of bed. The coaches would get out of bed and they would do all these online sessions, whether they're on Zoom or they're recorded or whatever. But we wanted to keep the girls engaged, even if we're going to reach just half of them. Um, and we we ended up actually hosting several uh, guest speaker sessions as well with coaches all around the world. We used it to our advantage and the girls made connections with people in Germany and South Africa and in Canada and the States. Like we've we've reached the, like the whole globe, basically, um, with lots of inspiring role models, not just women, but also men who are leading the business. And we we, we got to engage the girls in a different way. So, I mean, that was a huge challenge for us uh, and to record the workouts was honestly was one of the toughest things I've had I've had to do one time actually I, I got on camera and I'm like you know what guys I hate this <laughs> I don't want to do this <laughs> but you know we're gonna keep going for another week because um, you got to be honest right like you just can't pretend like everything's fine and you know it's not so so COVID was a huge challenge uh, for us as a team um and uh, I mean, also, we had to close off some uh, branches for good and move to a, a new location because of all the rent, you know, and all that stuff. Like people sometimes it's not it's not your problem that there's COVID. You know, some people lost their gym memberships for six months because of COVID. I understand that it was tough. So we've had to make some really tough decisions. Um, but, you know, it, life has to go on. Right. Um, and so that was a challenge. Uh, withdrawing from the league was a, was a whole new challenge as well for me personally as a coach and also um, as the leader of this company. It was such a tough decision to make. Um, due to COVID, they changed the regulation for the, for the league, uh, which did not play well in anyone's favor. There weren't any PCR, um, you know, they weren't doing any testing for COVID and there weren't uh, taking into consideration that there was going to be a lot of bus rides, uh, long hours, and people were going to be in school and university. Uh, the format changed from five groups to two groups, and everything was just like all around not fair um, for them to start the league super late and like condense it all, which risked uh, posed a, a major risk for injuries as well because the girls were so inactive for so long. I mean, so I took that decision, um, in, you know, with a good heart. Like I, I made that decision to withdraw, even though it cost us a lot of money, a lot of time, uh, and a lot of lost hopes from the girls because they wanted to, they really wanted to play. And so we lost a lot of players. I mean, a lot of players walked away from the academy and the team because of that decision. So the academy took a major hit as well. Um, so, I mean, that was a major challenge, but I don't, I don't have any regrets because in my heart of hearts, I believe that that was the fair thing to do. And that was the ethical uh, decision to make for everyone's safety, uh, not just the girls, but also the coaches and the parents. Um, and I, again, I have no regrets, just uh, lessons learned and uh, we move forward, right? Um, yeah, so th those are just like the two, honestly, the two biggest challenges we faced in the past uh, two years. Um, two and a half years and I I've learned a lot honestly like if you like my post from today you're gonna love my post from tomorrow because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about the past eight months I mean that's amazing because you know you have to make these tough decisions you have to swallow these pills 
And, you know, something just has to be done in the short, short run, it bites. But in the long run, you know it's the right thing to do. But sometimes you try to take the hit and let it play out. But you still know it's right in you, the back of your head. Yeah, 100%. And now, you know, with all of these challenges, right, what kept you from waving the white flag and just saying, you know, I'll just call it a day. This is too much for me. What 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 inspired oh, you to just get you. you know to, <laughs> to record all of these videos in your home when everyone is on lockdown and no one is out, your family's probably all around you, and you know to make that decision and still bounce back. It's so hard. Like I can't even explain to you how many times I've hovered over the the tab that says you know disconnect or like or like close off your account forever or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it way too many times. No one will um, notice. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think anyone would. Um, you know, what keeps me going is honestly, like, even with football as a player, I every single time I faced a major, like, letdown or disappointment or, like, a, a really tough, like, punch to the face, I always I always took a break. Like, I, I, I say it's not giving up, right? You're not technically giving up. You're just kind of letting go for a little bit and disconnecting, you know, and like just taking a step back like I did when I got injured. And I just bounced back after that, like thinking ahead and that, and also looking back. Like sometimes if the moment is too overwhelming to stay here, sometimes I just take a step back and think, okay, look how far you've already gotten. Or imagine how the next five years or 10 years, you're going to think to this moment and think, wow, haha, that's so funny. You're, that, that was nothing, <laughs> right? So that's that's they always say to stay in the present and stay in the moment but what if the moment is too overwhelming then 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 I go back then I start like scrolling back to old photos or you know um envisioning the future and making a new plan because you know plans fail all the time but if I make a new one then that gives me hope to continue on or you know inspires me to keep going um so that's what I do I mean I just take a step back and either look back or look forward Definitely. I mean, that this is something that I also try to do as well, because, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in the moment and you forget what has happened, what could happen, like you're saying, that in four years' time, yeah. you probably, you'll, you'll come up against a much worse challenge. You'll be like, this yep. was nothing. I almost <laughs> stopped at this. <laughs> like, this is going to Can you stop. imagine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not this. <laughs> yeah. But it's, oh, it's, I think, you know, the, it only ends wh- or it only truly fails when you stop it, right? Like nothing f- exterior will cause anything that you do to fail unless when you pull the plug yourself, you know, yeah. this is when it fails, right? Because having one, t- one team or one squad show up to training is better than zero, right? Yeah. So if you shut it down, there's going to be zero. You're going to be affecting or impacting zero compared to one or two. Exactly like you were saying in your caption too as well. Yes, even if it's just one person coming to training today, I will 100% be there and give them everything we got. I absolutely love that. And now, you know, on to the second part of this, which is about mistakes. Now, mistakes are not as celebrated as achievements. So, like, if someone walks up to you and finds you, yeah. you know, walking past, past them in the street, and they, they would typically ask you, like, oh, what is your favorite achievement? Or, you know, what is something you're most proud of? Yeah. But I like to take a different angle on this because mistakes are definitely things that people can learn from. So what yeah. is a mistake that you made throughout your journey that you think people can learn from? Oh, there's a lot of them, though. Um, wow, nobody ever asked me that question. Okay, <laughs> it's a little bit overwhelming. Um, mistakes. 
I think one of my biggest mistakes uh, potentially is 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 thinking that I could do it all. You know that that I could be the coach, the 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 boss, the the marketing uh, person. I swear, like thinking micromanaging everything. So, but by the time when I take a step back and everything's just chaos and it falls apart. Like a, a very dear friend of mine, Hassan um, Abdeldaim, you know the 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 man behind Ignite Egypt. He told me one thing very wise before. He said, um, "You should always have your brand uh, as a sole entity on its own, away completely away from you. Because what if like a car comes up and hits me right now? Do you think Ignite would not exist? No, of course it will." So he said, "You have to make sure that Empower is the exact same. You can't be wearing those multiple hats and doing everything yourself." Because uh, if Farida is not in the picture, Empower will not also be picture. So you have to make sure that everything uh, you you have to give it its own separate place and their own separate. You have to delegate people to do so. And at the time, we were super small, so it was very difficult for me to take his advice. And I continued on doing what I do. And uh, we've we've had we've had a fair share of of disappointment. Uh, in the business side, um, but as we grew more and more, I kept his words in the back of my head. Like he told me this way back in 2018 when I was still planning for Empower. Um, so, so I, I carried that advice into the future, and and I learned from it. And now we we have several people leading several several different parts of the business that does not just completely rely on me personally. I mean, I think that's really nice because you know, starting out, you always think it can be a one man show, you know, or a one woman show. But it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, I think in one, like in one thing to, you know, give your, the responsibility of something that you've put so much into yeah. to someone else. You know? It's my baby. Are they, exactly. Like, are they going to care about it as much as I do? Or, yeah. you know, are they going to do the same thing that I do for it? But in the end of the day, like you do realize that, you know, this is why there are people that specialize in what they do. Like they are the people yes. for the job, you know, they're 100%. the ones for it. And you I mean, have to make sure yeah. that you choose them right. That's I think exactly. that was one of my biggest problems as well. Is that like I, I would struggle to find the right person for the job, and so I end up, you know, interfering or taking the lead all of a sudden when it's not my place to do so. And that was just like that was one of the, my biggest mistakes on seeing the past. Is just stepping in when I was not needed to step in. I think it's a tough pill to swallow, but then as, you know, as you see how, you know, they take ownership of it and, you know, they see it as their brand as yeah. well, it becomes easier to let go of your baby or you yeah. know, the thing that you work on. <laughs> and now, you know, I always love to follow up with advice after this now, and you were just talking about the advice that you were getting from Hasina Dudayim. So now it's your turn to give advice. So what would your okay. advice be to young sportswomen that want to, break these norms and take their sporting career to a higher and more serious scale or literally just start taking the ball around? Uh, awesome. Well, first of all, I want them to identify their goal, you know, identify their why, make sure they're in line with what they want to do in the back of their heads before they actually stay, take a step and, 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 you know, take the lead. Second thing is I want them to find uh, a problem or a challenge uh, in the industry that they can, they feel they can contribute to and they can find the solution to. And third of all, when they start offering it, they need to make connections right away. You need to establish yourself, establish your own brand, um, 
I mean, I've been working on my brand for over a dozen years, like making sure that everybody, when you think Farida Selim, you think football. So you need to make sure that you introduce yourself to as many people as possible, um, telling them what you do, connecting in major events, you know, such as Entrepreneurial, uh, such as uh, Technic Summit, all these events rise up. These things really help build connections and build your network. And once you connect with all these people and spread your message and say, like, I want I'm, I'm this person, I want to do this, then you can start actually working on collecting the, the information, you know, doing your research, do your homework and then bam, you're you're golden. I love that, especially the last <laughs> one, like, you know, building a network is so important. Like, yes. it, it sometimes baffles me, like how just knowing the right person or being remembered by that person like you were saying as the football person or like you know if yes like i 100%. have like someone is having a distant conversation with probably someone that you've never even heard of and they're like oh i have this yeah. football thing coming up it's like football yes. it was farida and their brains so they reach 100%. out to you and, and then, then boom, the connection there's an opportunity happens. exactly and there's yes. an opportunity that's why like it's <laughs> never like it's never wrong if you you know it's never wrong if you take an opportunity even if you think it's going to do nothing to you just yes. connecting with people, like just having that wealth of a network is so huge. Just it brings in so the important. actual wealth of opportunities of whatever, you know, you think of wealth is as. Yes. And I want to share a story behind exactly what you just said, Ali. And so people know we're not just saying that and we're not just, I swear, like this legit <laughs> happened. Okay. I went to, uh, I was invited to be a guest speaker at uh, Techno Summit or Techni Techni Summit. Sorry, I don't know. I never know how to pronounce it. It's Techni Summit, I believe, in Alexandria. Okay. And then, so, and I live in Cairo. So it's it's a commute. It's quite the commute. Like, and I didn't want to drive, obviously. (laughs) It's too much. And it was just a one day thing. So I'm like, okay, like I'm not driving. Um, And so there was so much resistance for me to go at that time because the business was not doing very well. I was struggling and I didn't want to leave Empower for a whole day. And I met, I I knew that the person who was on the same panel as me is a friend of mine. And so he called me, he's like, hey, Farida, how are you going to the the summit? Do you want to, I'm taking the train. Do you want to just join me? And I thought, okay, cool. Like that's solved. I'll go with the train. Sure. I'll go with my friend. That day, I swear to you, I swear, Ali, I went at 10 a.m. to Zamelik, where we're got, it's so close to the train, calls me up. He said, okay, the train is actually at 2 p.m. because the earlier one is going to take much longer. So I'm in, uh, I'm in Zamelik at 10 a.m. with nothing to do. And so, the, you know, the thought of going to Alexandria was even further away. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have breakfast. It's not meant to happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm just thinking, no, you know what? I'm not going to go, blah, blah, blah. And then he calls me and he's like, hey, I got you a ticket, so I'll be there. And like, well, I'll meet you at this place and we'll go together because it's such a crowded spot. Like, like I can't find them. Right. So I said, OK, I'll meet you there. And I lost track of time completely. I, I roamed around Zamelik with a friend of mine and I just I bumped into this friend. So we kept walking and talking and blah, blah, blah. And I oh, I swear and the, the, the meeting spot that we were supposed to meet at, I was late. And so my friend rushed to the train without me and he called me. He's like, where are you? I'm leaving. And your ticket is at the gate. I'm like, he paid my ticket. So I felt so obligated to go. It was just a nightmare and I didn't want to go. And so I went, I struggled. I ran in the train station to run, to catch the train. I was the last person on board and the train ran super long because it rained and it was just a horrible, horrible nightmare. We were late to our conference because when we arrived in Alexandria, it was pouring rain. The rain was like to my knees and the, the, there was so much traffic. We couldn't get an Uber. 
it was i swear like one of the worst days of my whole year i'm not joking so i went to the i went to the to the, to the summit to the thing and i i was i was sitting on this panel and i got to meet three new people in the sports industry and i introduced myself as hey i'm farida selim i'm the founder of empower blah i'm a football player and they and even even you know even in the in the theater I was looking and and the chairs were not, people were not there. Everyone was online. I'm like, I came all the way to Alexandria and you're telling me that everybody's online. Like I could have done this from home. Are you serious? And I see like these cardboard people of like Oprah and like Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. I I swear, I'm not joking. This is a true story. I was so (laughs) mad, but I met three new people. One of them talked to months later months later this whole thing is over and i'm just like that was a total waste of my time and months later i get a call from someone saying hey by the way uh, this person who was with you in the summit told me that you have a girls football academy we want you at that club wow <laughs> see it, like, this is why i shouldn't miss on any opportunity like it, literally never, just think of that day alone and it's probably like a terrible opportunity should have gone but now that you know, you've put yourself out there as the football person. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's why when, when you were explaining that nobody should miss an opportunity, that moment just came to my mind right away because I swore to that day that I'm never going to attend something in a conference if it's not in Cairo again. But bringing the, the biggest opportunity in our lives, in our football academy so far, was through an opportunity that I thought was just so not worth my time can you imagine wow so cool yeah th- this is what this is what like we were talking about earlier too like you just gotta work and be patient and you don't know what life is gonna throw at you like you were saying it, exactly. the business was the business was bad from a business point of view a lot of businesses in that sentence yeah. but yeah. In, in the end <laughs> of the day like this opportunity that you weren't even gonna like go for and it's just all because of the ticket literally got you the biggest business opportunity that helped your business exactly and you know the pressure as well from the academy itself like the girls when i was missing practice they were super upset they're like oh coach farida's not with us or coach farida doesn't care anymore and like little did they know right like i'm out there trying to get us a better opportunity and a a more secure future for the players and so those who walked away at that time and don't didn't believe in us i'm so sorry that they walked away but I, i regret nothing again because the, the girls who stuck stuck around and the girls who are joining now, they are the ones who truly deserve the opportunities that we have coming their way. I absolutely love that. And, you know, it's, it's true. It's, I, I love that, you, you know, you're not just doing this to keep your business alive, but you're actually lobbying and campaigning on behalf of these girls. You're doing this in the end, in the end of the day for them, right? Rather yeah. than, you know, just doing this would get me more money. Right. But it's just, you know, this is what you want to do. This is the core of your business and, you know, your business plan. 100%. And now, you know, as we're getting closer to signing off, I love to end it with questions about the future. So you were saying that you dream big. You want reality to not even comprehend what you're saying when you talk about your dreams. So what are some of your goals for Empower in the future? Uh, I want Empower to hopefully be the hub for women, uh, women's football, especially, but women in sport in the Middle East. I want us to, to be the, the, the global entity that everybody recognizes when they think women in sport. I really wish that for Empower because our vision and our mission and our messages 
are so global to the point that they could go anywhere. And I made it so that would be the truth and that Empower would carry through for decades and decades to come after uh, after all what we're trying to change here in Egypt is changed. I still want us to be the leader in the Middle East and hopefully the world. Um, and I want to help raise uh, awareness and raise the engagement for women in sport all over the world as well, using uh, tools that we have at Empower or things that I have personally learned through my career and uh, spreading you know, the, the proper messages for women in sport and inspiring the next generation of female role models. That's, that's, how, I see, um, that's how I see us moving forward in life, not just in sports. And me personally, I wish to hopefully one day lead the Egyptian women's national team into uh, a World Cup final, I hope, in my lifespan. <laughs> um, I truly believe in the girls at Empower right now, the younger ones uh, that are, have been training with us for two years now. I think they have a very, very good chance to grow into the program and grow out of the program into the national and international level. So here's to, here's to that. I hope that happens. Here's, here's to that and here's to them. Here's to them, you know, smashing all these roles and he, here's to you as well. And I wish you all the best with that. And okay. now, you know, I wrote two more questions for you before I let you go. And they are not sure. about Empower. They are not about Farida, the CEO or the founder or the entrepreneur, but they're about Farida, the person. And I like to leave them at the end to, you know, give the people listening a perspective of who you are and how, what is your take on things. So the first one is about success. So people define success in completely different ways. And it can be about money, it can be about whatever. So as Farida Salim, what is your definition of success? My definition of success is becoming your true, most complete uh, potential uh, of a person and a player. Uh, I mean, let's, let's speak about a person before anything is that you are fully uh, using everything in your ability to become uh, the person you are meant to become and the potential you have for, uh, for the person you want to become. Uh, living your truth, you're, you're following your true north, you know, every day you live your truth and you follow your passion and you speak, uh, you're, you're true to your words, you don't just say things, you say things and you do them. Um, and you, you're truly carrying your compass, you know, your morals, your, your code, your, or your values to whatever you do. Um, and everything uh, that, that comes from that, uh, supposed to be, you know, giving you the satisfaction that you are living to your true potential. I absolutely love that. And, you know, it's really amazing because you can see it in what you do. You know, you can see, you take, you take this perspective, you take this attitude in what you do. And now, you know, on to the last question before I let you go. And, and for this, I want you to describe yourself in just three words. Three words? Three words. Okay. It used to be um, one, but I copied it oh. from a show that does only one. So I thought, you know what? Let's, Let's put my touch on it. So no one would know. Love that. Okay. Uh, wow. Farida in three words. Um... I don't know. Um, that's that's cool. I like it. Okay. Uh, I like uh, creative. Okay. I, I know I am creative. I love to use my creative side. Creative. Fun. Super fun. I swear. Not not lying. And pasta. Okay. I, I'm obsessed with pasta. I just eat it every day. I just had it for lunch. Like it's pasta. Fun, creative, creative, fun, pasta. 
That's funny. I, that's that, 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 were, that is probably the name of a dish somewhere. And I, right? absolutely, I love that too. <laughs> I, I love, pasta. I, yeah. It I should be my signature I, dish. <laughs> I did not see the last word coming, but I absolutely love it. And <laughs> what a better way to end the episode on. Thank you so much, Farida, for joining me. Thank you for the work that you do. It is absolutely amazing. It is an inspiration for many girls, not just the ones you train, but people that see you around you and hear of it. And I wish you the absolute best with all of your goals. I hope you smash absolutely every last one of them. Screw reality. You can absolutely (laughs) smash it. Thank you, Ali. It's a pleasure to be here.